Good day, dear listeners. Steve Preda here with the Management Blueprint podcast. And today's guest is TJ Bonaventura, the co-founder of Studio Pod, a full-service podcast media and production company he runs from Mexico City. TJ, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. Happy to be here. It's great to have you here. And it's great to have someone who runs a production agency, a podcast agency. That's uh, pretty exciting. So TJ, can you describe your entrepreneurial journey? How do you end up running a podcast agency? How does one do yeah, that? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. So I don't know if I have a traditional background or not. I think everybody has their own unique background, but I got into the entrepreneurial space a little bit later in life, about when I was in my late 20s, uh, early 30s. I'm from Silicon Valley. So if you think about it in terms of where I'm from, that's pretty late. A lot of people there start much, much earlier than that. Out of school, I took a job at a local sports radio station. So that became my first love of sound and anything similar to podcasting. But as one does being from San Francisco in the Bay Area, I fell in love with the idea of being in tech and working for startups. And so I ended up doing that for about eight, nine, 10 years. And you know, very quickly... I realized that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I always had the spirit, always wanted to do it, but it took me a little bit later in life to, to go ahead and start that. So what ended up happening was I tried to start a podcast. I've always been a fan of podcasts. I was living in New York at the time, tried to start a podcast with a good friend who was in San Francisco. And when I realized, Steve, it was like very, very difficult to be able to start this thing. And this was back in 2016, 2017. I didn't know what equipment to buy. I didn't know how to record. I wasn't really sure how to edit. And what I found was me and my friend were spending all of our time on what should be very basic tools and skills to start the show or start the show that we wanted to. And a lot of it a lot of our time wasn't focused on what was the important part, which was like the content and how to market it and how to find guests and all these things that you know about. I mean, you've been doing this for a while. And so that kind of struck the idea of why doesn't a production company or agency exist where we can't just record or a podcaster can't just record it, hand it off to somebody. And then from there, the production agency would be able to do everything about marketing, create the cover art, create social content, so on and so forth. And so from there, that was you know, 2017, 2018, started the business by taking over a studio space in San Francisco. And we quickly pivoted to realizing that businesses are going to be getting into podcasting. And here we are now in almost 2023, where Studio Pod Media, me and my co-founder Julian now have somewhere around the 20 different contractors and employees working for us across the world and work exclusively with B2B organizations to use podcasting as part of their marketing strategy. So it's been quite the journey. Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to putting a podcast out, it takes a lot of organization and a lot of moving pieces and to have a, a one-stop shop where you basically take care of everything for people and what they have to do is do the fun stuff, which is talking to uh, people like you and record content. It's a great thing. So that uh, leads us to the framework that we were talking about because podcast is a great medium for many professionals, uh, business people. I mean, I love podcasting. It's a great way to connect with people, to build relationship, to have interesting conversations with like-minded people. And you guys have actually developed the framework to help simplify it 
for people and you call it the podcast solar system. So why did you call it the solar system and what does it allow someone to do? What, how does it work? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of analogies. I'm a big visual person. And so we constantly were coming up with different ideas to create a framework that would be easily digestible by all different content marketers across any field. And so we landed on this idea, something that I've been calling the podcast solar system. And if anyone who follows me on LinkedIn knows, I love talking about this. But the idea is you can't just create a singular podcast and just hope that someone's going to listen to it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason why there's been a lot of comedians and famous people who have gone to start podcasts. And that's because they have a following. But for anyone who doesn't have a following or doesn't have some sort of audience already living, existing somewhere somewhere else, they need to be more tactical and more strategic with <laughs> releasing their episodes. And so specifically when it comes to businesses and working with businesses in podcasting, the way we like to look at it is if we're looking at the solar system, the audience is your sun, right? And all the different planets and moons that are orbiting the sun constantly are going to be the different pieces of content you're going to be developing. So one of which is going to be your full-length audio podcast. So that could be your Mars, if you will. Or maybe your video podcast is going to be your Mercury, right? And if we keep going out and extending the length of a solar system, and the good thing about this is, you know, the universe is always expanding, but we won't get too nerdy about that. But every planet and moon is going to represent a different piece of content. So again, that could be maybe a piece of evangelistic content. So maybe you're a B2B organization and you want to create a podcast and take a two-minute clip and give that to your sales team to use as part of their sales tactic to drive customers down the funnel. It could be many different things. We've seen people use playlists. We've seen them use YouTube. And we've seen them use LinkedIn Lives. These are all things that are surrounding your audience, but all going to be within this podcast solar system. So how can we always be orbiting and attracting these pieces of content to be always within the orbit of your son, aka your audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that analogy. It's interesting. And what strikes me is that in a solar system, you know, every planet is different. So some are distant, some are close, some are big, some are small, a different color. Some has a ring around it like Saturn. So these elements in the solar system, they are different. So to make sure that the audience doesn't get bored, because I think one mistake I have made with my podcast is I started posting all my episodes on LinkedIn. And obviously, people get bored of this and, and they don't want to see it and they just switch it off. So I'd be better off creating other pieces of content under planets so that to keep things more interesting. So what is a strategy that you recommend to your clients in terms of how to construct that solar system? Yeah, it's a great, great question because a lot of times our organizations don't really know where to get started. And the best thing about this, Steve, is that the content itself, the podcast is where you get started. So you can think of your singular podcast, your episode as its own content factory. I really believe that you can get almost 10 to 20 pieces of content just from one episode alone. If you think about the full-length episode, if you did a video clip, if you want to cut up into audio clips, that's where you need to get started. You're not going to find your audience. You're not going to build your audience solely by just recording and putting it up on Spotify and Apple and everywhere else everyone listens to podcasts. Where you're really going to get the value is from creating these pieces of micro content and supporting content like blogs and posting them at the places where your audience is ultimately going to live. And so I think there's this black and white area with organizations today and anyone who's really starting a podcast is that they need to boil the ocean and they need to create this full enhanced 20 episode strategy in order for this to be successful. But also there's times when we see there's organizations who are like, screw it, we're just going to go record and we're going to figure it out. There needs to be a happy medium. I, I always believe in gray areas. So the idea that you're able to 
let's start recording. Let's start with six episodes. We love starting with six episodes. Let's do a short limited series. Let's see how it plays out. It doesn't need to have a consistent cadence of release, but then let's use those six pieces of audio content to create upwards of, in this case, a hundred pieces of micro content that now we can repurpose for future campaigns going forward. So I think when get started, start small, start with six episodes, but not too small, just one episode, build a plan, test it out, see if it's a pilot, and then now turn that limited series into a more consistent, ongoing uh, strategic content pillar. Okay. So you mentioned the video, short video, perhaps you mentioned the blog. So what other types of content can be created? What's the 20 pieces of content? You guys have 20 different ideas of how to do this or is it the media platforms? How does it become 20? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So if you think about, okay, you do a 45, okay, you do a 50 minute podcast roughly, right? Right around there, 50 minutes to an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. 30. Okay. And then and that's probably in line, which I'm happy with. You usually want to stay on the lower end. But if you have like, let's say 30 to 35, that's kind of the sweet spot. Any longer than that, you're going to lose people's attention. But anyways, within there, you can have, let's say, three to five pieces of short audio content. Mm-hmm. So that's three to five audio, three to five video. So right there, you're looking at six to 10. You're having the full length. So you add two more. So now you're looking around 12 pieces of content. Mm-hmm. So then now you want to create a YouTube playlist from that content. So that's also going to be considered one piece of content. Okay, got it. And then you have the blog, that's 14. So we have six more to go. Or if you think about, you take the transcription and from that transcription, you use three because you can create that transcription and you can then extend it into evangelistic posts for your salespeople, right? Like now you're creating emails, right? Maybe you want to do a snippet for a newsletter. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're getting closer to the 20, right? So if you can start to see, it's yeah. about being creative. It's about making sure that you're developing these small pieces of content. Again, where your audience is going to live, your you know, this is content is king right now. It's, it's been said for a while, but you can really extend that into... Yeah. Many, many different channels. And we haven't mentioned tweets. I mean, you can create three tweets out of it. So you're surpassing 20 now. Okay, that's that's really interesting. So you've got this solar system. I got an audience. In my case, it's business owners of mid-market companies, CEOs. And I post on LinkedIn. I you know, post a blog. I tweet a couple. I, you know, I do a short video on YouTube, playlist, whatever. So how do I know that my podcast is successful? So is it just putting this out and then uh, it's going to happen? Or what is? how do you measure podcasts? Obviously, number of listeners, but maybe there are other ways of creating traction and being on track with making a podcast great. This is something that's changing before our eyes right now within the industry, Steve. Traditionally, as you know, and most people who have done podcasts know, the, the main success metric has been downloads. The problem with downloads is that there's very little information that we can gather about our audience from that metric. Mm -hmm. And so if you're an organization, especially a B2B organization who's trying to develop a larger audience and an ROI around this, I would argue that there's no real value in doing a podcast if you can't decide who or you can't tell who your audience is. But this is where it's changing and this is where it's getting really exciting. There's two things that are happening right now. One, there's this idea that organizations, and we're kind of part of like leading this charge of like, organizations need to focus less about using the algorithms on things like LinkedIn and YouTube and Instagram and all meta products when releasing their content and just focus on creating really awesome content first and foremost. And if you create that awesome content and you do that from a brand-owned channel on, let's say, LinkedIn, that's where most B2B organizations are living right now, then you use that algorithm after you've already created really awesome content to then make sure that the engagement 
So post shares, post comments, impressions, those are the metrics where you're really going to see ROI. So that's where the first thing, the first trend is really happening. The second trend now is with different organizations that are coming and different tech out there, one of which is Casted, one of our partners right now, that what they allow us to do is that we can now track firmographic and contact data within your CRM. So now if we can say, all right, well, StudioPod has posted this specific video. Now we can see because it ties to our CRM and with our lead scoring data, like let's say you know something like Pardot or HubSpot or what have you, what we can do now is see that if this contact is within our CRM, we can see if they've listened or watched a video of ours, if they consumed it, not only for not only what they watched, but how long did they watch it for and how often are they watching for. And all those different things, if you're familiar with that type of lead scoring action and metric, is that now we can like tie and say, all right, well, this person is moving down the sales funnel because they've watched mm-hmm. this content. And then if we don't have that information within our CRM, we could see the firmographic data. So we can say, all right, well, we know that Chase is watching this video. So maybe we should have somebody on the sales team who owns that Chase account, probably reach out to see if they want to have a conversation about starting a podcast. Again, this is us you know, from the instance yeah. of if we're coming from our business. But because we can do this, now there's intrinsic value being created by the relationship that us and other production companies are doing with Casted, with other companies out there. So now that the investment of B2B organizations is really starting to rise because now we can see that like, okay, this person is watching. I'm going to invest in this and this needs to become a content pillar. Where previously, it just didn't happen, Steve. It just it wasn't there. It wasn't available. So it, it's, it's a fun time to be there. Last I read, there was about 20%, only about 20% of organizations have even thought about doing a podcast. And that number is changing like it is increasing month by month. So it's, it's a very exciting time for us in the, in the podcast agency space. And it's one of those things where if you haven't thought about doing a podcast yet as an organization, by the end of next year, you're going to be behind. It's just the fact everyone wants to consume the content. It's a great way to create a uh, messaging or a way to create brand recognition that's adjacent but similar to what your organization does, especially if you're an older, let's say, financial institution, you want to do something different. This is a great, great avenue and potential revenue space as well. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So how can you actually figure out who is listening? Is it about, I mean, how, how do you connect the IP addresses of those people to their emails or names? Are there services out there who do that? Yeah. So this is where you're using, um, and again, this is more about CASID technology than what I can share. But again, you're, you're right. You're going to be using the IP of, of who the individual is, and we can make that connection through using their software and embedding it within your landing page, as an example, or if you want to use their provided hosted landing page or what they call playlist. Now that you have that available and you put it on your website, now we can start to track that information. And we can use things like cookies and things behind the scenes that also allow us to track firmographic data as well. Very interesting. So we talked about creating a lot of different contents, the solar system strategy. Are there other ways of promoting a podcast and posting uh, content pieces all over the internet? Are there other methods that you see that people can use a podcast to promote it? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's always going to be new things that are popping up, right? There's a traditional ways of just doing organic. So it's just going to be on, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, wherever your audience is going to live. Talked about doing newsletters. That's going to be a very important one. Also leveraging partners. That is one thing that we've seen our organizations or our clients do is that they have other, whether it's going to be platform partners or they're going to be service partners, agency partners, or whatever it may be. Creating co-branded recognition is going to be a high, high organic and free way to get more audience members to your podcast. 
There's, let's see how, how I want to put this. It's, it's ever changing. It's not going to be too different from what you would do normally. But I think for whatever reason, there's this weird misconception that a lot of content marketers don't believe that their audience is going to listen to their podcast because they're an organization. They think it's going to be you know kind of a quote unquote boring or bureaucratic, which is so far from the truth, Steve. What's really important is that you don't need a thousand downloads to be a successful podcast. You can have 200 downloads, but if three of those or four of those downloads become clients, then you've paid for the t- podcast three, fourfold. So that's really the change that we're trying to get at, that you don't need to promote it in a way that's going to be traditional advertising. But you know, you may want to do some paid ad behind that, put that on LinkedIn and other places of that matter. So I think it's like not going to be too different from what you're doing other pieces of content, but it's going to cost less spend, but there's going to be more on the production side when it comes to the spend. So I think that's a bit of a misconception from what we're hearing in the industry right now, but that's changing pretty, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question about the blog, turning a podcast into a blog. So I understand that people do that because SEO will recognize a blog, but it will not be able to recognize words spoken in a podcast. I mean, I don't know if this is true and how that works, and because I know that YouTube is essentially identifying the most interesting parts of a YouTube video, so maybe it is SEO linked, I don't know. So that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is, if it's true that uh, creating blogs is really valuable, then what's the method for turning a podcast recording into a blog when there are superfluous sounds and words in a podcast, you know, and sometimes the conversation is not completely organic? How do you make it a good read and not being too repetitive and and simplistic language? I like that because we get asked this a lot. I wouldn't see one singular episode that needs to be turned into one adjacent and similar blog. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, you want to develop blogs over time. So while you're developing the content in your theme of your in your series, right? You're going to have almost like sub-themes for each episode, right? And this is where you have different guests who have different specialties about whatever your subject matter is going to be. Over time, you're going to be developing, let's say again, six episodes. And now you've developed anywhere from at this point, like let's say at the very least, like 60 pieces of content. From those 60 pieces of content, you're going to find common themes that are being mentioned from those guests that you've had on. So what we recommend is using your content writer, or if you're using StudioPod, you could use one of our content writers. And then from there, we can develop a blog series and or a blog that will incorporate the small video clips or audio clips that we've taken from those six pieces of audio. So that's where it comes into play. So from an SEO perspective, what we recommend doing is you should absolutely transcribe your audio. And that's something that should be done anyways for accessibility reasons. You don't want to deal with any ADA issues there. But really where it comes into is like over time, understand what are the common themes. And this is something that our partner Casted does really well. And this is why we worked so hand in hand over this past year is understanding, okay, so we know that this common theme keeps on popping up. We need to repurpose this content to develop a written series and or just one-off evergreen content that talks about X, Y, and Z. So if it's about podcasts and we want to talk about, you know, to get super meta here, we want to talk about this podcast solar system. Okay, so now we have all these little clips of TJ or Julian talking about the podcast solar system. Now we want to do a blog piece about it. Mm -hmm. And in there, we want to incorporate those videos or smaller clips so people can listen to it. It's very similar to just a consumer brand like, I don't know, ESPN.com or Bloomberg or whatever, where they're going to be able to consume this content in many different ways and then hear experts talk about it in a short video clip that's embedded directly within that written piece. So now I get what StudioPod probably does because it sounds like a lot of work. So when you 
are it's easy to record a podcast and to send it off to an editor and they will put it on the podcast engine and then it goes out. It's easy to see how it's done and it's relatively simple. It still takes work, but it's simple. But if I think about creating the 20 different types of content and then putting them on different social media and scheduling it and writing auxiliary content to it and then think about which parts would make a good blog and then tweet about it, that becomes overwhelming. So I definitely don't uh, want to do that kind of stuff. So is this what you do for people? Yeah, exactly. I think we've attended a lot of conferences and B2B specific conferences over the last couple of years. And the topic du jour right now is creating a media or content engine, right? And just frankly, based on where the economy is right now, where these these organizations are taking the biggest hits, they can't afford to hire full-time employees to be able to take on this arduous process of developing a content and content strategy, especially when it comes to podcasting. And that's where we specialize in. I think, and Steve, you kind of, you got to it a little bit here is that organizations think they can just record and put it up there and people are going to listen and they're going to be disappointed. I was just having a conversation with a prospect a few weeks ago where they were like, you know, we tried doing this and it was a lot of fun. It was one of the most fun things we did, but it was eating into our daily actual responsibilities. And so we had to stop it because other things were being sacrificed because we were focusing so much on this podcast series. And that's where we come in. We want to be your production agency for podcasting specifically and all the content around that. So if you have specific themes that you're trying to hit on for 2023 and you want this podcast to be a part of that, how can we make sure that gets incorporated into the podcast? If your goal is to create X amount of pieces of content, that's where we come in. We can give a writer, a designer, a social media person all around focusing about the podcast episode or the series itself. Again, we don't like to boil the ocean. I think there's a lot of companies out there who are saying you need to do at least 12, 20 episodes. We don't say that. Start small, start six. And if it works out, you see the benefit, you maybe get a bit of a lead flow or you're moving down some moving prospects down the, the sales funnel, then you've had some ROI. And now we can start to really make uh, or up-level this into a longer standing series. Love it. Okay, so I'm talking to the listeners now. So if you have a podcast or if you're considering creating a podcast and you feel overwhelmed and it's too complicated, you know, you can go to StudioPod and they will take care of everything for you. Do you guys also do the editing piece and the social media posting and all that stuff? We do it all, Steve. Usually organizations don't want to give us access to their uh, their own channels, which is totally fine, but we develop it, we edit it, we sound design it, we provide project managers, designers, as I mentioned, all the things that you would need for a podcast, we're there to support in any way. And it's, it's more of an a la carte service. So we work with smaller organizations to Fortune 50 organizations. It really just, everybody has a different need and everybody has a different want. And so we're able to come in and work with them however they see, however they see the podcast. You know, usually it's, organizations who have value, who's who value the show and don't want to just give it a try. They, they know it's a long-term investment in content. So again, it's across the board, whether you're a singular individual trying to create your personal brand, or if you're a Fortune 500 Wall Street bank. Okay, got it. So check them out, StudioPod. You can find the links on mbppod.com, which is a podcast page. We're just starting to transcribe episodes as well. And you can find, you can also go and check out TJ's LinkedIn page, which is going to be also on the on the mbppod.com link uh, on our podcast page. So TJ, thanks so much for coming and sharing your wisdom about podcasting. I think it is a booming area. It's a great opportunity. It's an easy way to create content. 
and to kind of put your clients clientele into the middle of the solar system and be all around them with your content. So good thing to do. And stay tuned because we are coming with two episodes a week now. And you can also check it out on mbppod.com. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. It was great. Great to be here. 